Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, and I am delighted to be here with you, or at least to be able to speak with you or to you with my microphone. Pray that this day finds you well, and I'm going to begin with my foundational scripture, Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And what does it mean to rejoice? To experience joy and gladness in a high degree to be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations, and also to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful for that. Uh, Today... Let's see, the last few episodes, I talked about worship and praise, a subject that's very important for me. But today I decided I'm going to look at another topic. And that topic is going to be speaking God's word. I feel that it's important. Um for all of us, really, I don't, I don't really believe that any of us has mastered, uh, the art of actually speaking correctly. And I mean, um, speaking in accordance with the laws of the universe and also the very laws that, you know, God has set in place for us to use to uh, be able to create in our lives. And I'm not just speaking merely. I know there's a lot of information out there on the laws of attraction, which are really, really real. And um, I know a lot of people, especially uh, church people, I've heard it and I've read it. A lot of people demonize um, the law of attraction, but I read a lot of biblical information using the laws of attraction, which talks about Genesis primarily. Um, when God, God himself actually spoke the world into existence. And so, um, I'm speaking in terms of that, not using the laws to manipulate the laws just to, to receive houses and cars and things. We know that a lot of people have programs out there. I've tuned into, um, a few webinars and things in the past that a lot of times they'll disguise their topics and make it sound like it's something uh, spiritual or biblical. But then when you start to listen, you hear primarily it is based on the laws of attraction and just using those laws to acquire things. 
things. And that's not what I'm talking about today. Um, the Bible, there are plenty of Bibles, uh, verses that talk about choosing your words and, and, and watching what you say and, and how you speak. And I'm thinking of scripture in Proverbs, I believe it's Proverbs 18 verse 22 that says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it says you can choose either one. And it says they that love it shall eat its fruit thereof. So basically what that's telling us is you're going to have what you say, be it if you speak death or if you speak life. There's also a scripture or scripture verses in Deuteronomy that tells us to choose life or death. The choice is yours. But the Bible tells you, go ahead and choose life that you and your descendants may live. I don't know about you, but I've had enough death in my life. I've had enough deaths as in the losing of loved ones and and I mean very close loved ones. Spoke a, a little about it in my former podcast. Um, my only brother died in 1993. My Aunt Donna and my grandfather Gonzali died within days of each other in 1989. Uh, my Aunt Alicia died of colon cancer. That was my mother's, one of her older sisters. She died of colon cancer. In 1997, the same month, my mother died of an aneurysm in 1998. Their mother, my grandmother, my grams, she died, respiratory failure. 1999, my Aunt Shirley died, heart problems. <laughs> my Uncle Joe, now this is my father's sister, and then um, one of his brothers. My Uncle Joe was in the hospital having heart surgery at the same time that she died. And I mean, it goes on and on and on. In fact, when I, I relocated to Virginia more than 17 years ago, the first time that I traveled back home was to attend my Aunt Regina's funeral, uh, another one of my mother's sisters. So I definitely know what it is like to experience grief and loss and death. And it is a hard thing. It is not easy. Right now, our world is in a state uh, that we've never been in before. We know that we're living in very different times. Uh, this pandemic, this epidemic, whatever label they want to give it, it is devastating, disastrous. It is uh, just taking people away from us left and right. We read the news, you hear the news, you see celebrities leaving here, all kind of things just going on around us. And if we're not careful, we can focus so much on the negativity. And I know for a lot of people, you're like, how in the world do you not focus on it when it's right in front of you? I get that. I understand that. But when I decided to come back and do you know, this podcast again, I ultimately knew even though it's 
we're in the midst of this virus, I knew that I did not want that to be my focus because the news is everywhere. I wanted to just kind of deflect from that some and, and offer people a place where they can just just receive some hope and some encouragement and some inspiration to help them through whatever they may be going through. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we just, we just need this. We just need to kind of step away and just take a break from focusing, focusing, putting our mind on the bad or the negative. And I know that that alone will not make your problems go away, but take it from someone who is, I will say like a veteran when it comes to struggles, because in addition to that, I've been through all sorts of struggles and trials and tribulations and heartaches. And, and I, I, I know it's not easy. I'm here for the purpose and intent of talking to someone who needs to hear the truth today. Life is not all peachy and creamy. It is not always easy. I appreciate all of the books that I've read, all of the sermons that I've heard. I appreciate people talking about marriage and other difficult topics from their platform. And I, I screech. It's like every time I hear somebody say, oh, marriage is really easy. You know, when you're just walking with the Lord and, oh, you can have the most beautiful marriage or, you know, you can just have peace, the perfect peace that passes all understanding. And, oh, you know, life is, you know, ever since I've been following Jesus, life is so beautiful. I've, I haven't had any problems in 26 years or 17 years. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's great. But the reality of it is, unless I'm doing something totally wrong, I haven't found that path. In fact, when I read in the scriptures, Psalms comes to mind, I believe it's Psalm 34, thinking off the top of my head, but it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Jesus himself, when he was talking with his disciples, he said, look, they're going to hate you. They're going to persecute you. If they did it to me, how much more are they going to do it to you? Because you're now I'm paraphrasing because you're following me. And so what I try to tell people when I minister to people, I am not trying to sell you a bill of goods. I am not pushing the prosperity gospel. Although I do believe there is an element of prosperity, but I'm not talking about it the way that people preach it from the pulpits with their lavish compounds and private jets and chartered planes and, you know, dining at the finest hotels and traveling all over the world with the fanciest clothes. I'm not, I'm not talking about that element of it, but if you do a little study and I did it for, um, I believe I was writing out some scriptures on the cross. But when you study the um, Greek and no, I'm not a scholar in Greek and Hebrew, but I do have a Hebrew Greek uh, word study Bible. And when you look up the word that's used for salvation, it is sozo. And the word means saved, healed, protected, delivered, 
you know, it's, it includes prosperity and all of these things. Jesus himself in John 10 and 10, when he's talking the verses before about, um, the wolf who comes in and he was like, he's just a hireling. He doesn't care about the sheep, but he was like, I'm the good shepherd. He tells us over and over again, I'm for you. I'm the good shepherd. And I don't come in to destroy or to take anything from you. Jesus said, my purpose for coming, he said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. And some people took that, took that, you know, that verse, just that bottom verse. And they said, okay, abundant life. So that means I'm supposed to have everything that I want. I'm not supposed to suffer. I'm not supposed to struggle. You know, I'm, I'm making this pact with God that if I give you, you know, my life, Hey, I'm expecting for you to take care of it all. And I want this easy walk, but guess what? When you look at the scriptures, Look at what Jesus went through. Look at what the apostles went through. They didn't have it easy. I have a message that I think is probably on my YouTube page many years ago. Um, my husband was doing some music when we, uh, you know, first got our keyboard and stuff in the house. And, you know, I said, well, you know, let's go ahead and, and do this stuff on our own instead of just going out and using other people's studios Let's, you know, take it, build it in house. And so we began to do that. And so we were able to, you know, put, put together a lot of our music. And then sometimes he make beats and say, you know, why don't you just preach something over this, talk something over it. And I go in the closet, our recording closet, and I just come off the top of my head, sort of like a freestyle, um, and just say what was in my heart. And a lot of times I would get messages that, I didn't actually prepare, but when I went back and listened to it, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. But one of those messages that came like that was a message called, we're called to die. And see, nobody likes that, but we're not called just to live this lavish, easy life. We're not. Sorry to burst your bubble, but we're not. And he even tells us in his word in the gospel, he said, if any man desires to follow me, he said, you must first deny yourself. Ask yourself what you're denying yourself or what these people around you in this prosperity gospel are denying themselves. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Follow him where? You following him to death. Jesus went all the way to the cross and he gave his life as a ransom for you and I. That's a long story that goes all the way back to Genesis. And I deal with that in my book, um, simply a seed, one to grow on. I'm talking more about Genesis and the promise that God made in Genesis 3 and 15. And that's actually where the gospel begins the promise of a seed coming that's going to destroy the plan of Satan, which was Jesus Christ. So anyway, I don't have time to get into all of that. And I want to bring it up to speed the topic. Um, speaking God's word. And the reason why I want to speak on this is because I hear a lot of people in their podcasts, a lot of people on, you know, news outlets, a lot of people um, on the radio 
And they're speaking and focusing merely on the coronavirus. The, the updates talk about all of the devastation and the deaths and things. And, you know, we know all of that. That's that goes without saying we know all of this. But my point today is just because this is the situation does not mean that we have to speak death all day long. We're just going to keep getting more of what we speak. You can take your focus. What I do is I shift my focus. I hear something. I say, okay, father, you know about this. You knew that this would happen even before the foundation of the world. What do you want me to do now? What is your desire? Who can I pray for. Lead me to someone that needs help. This is how I shift my focus. Yes, I know all of this stuff is going on, but the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So I feel a lot better putting my trust in God, knowing that in his word, he said he will never leave nor forsake me, not even during a time like this. He's a big God. He's a mighty God. He's a strong tower. The Bible says the righteous run into him and are saved. I shared in another episode, one of my favorite Psalms to stand on, not just to read, is Psalm 91. That is a good Psalm for you to learn. Commit those verses to memory. Pray them. Speak them over your children, over your loved ones, over your home. I say all the time, a thousand may fall at my right side. It can, it can come that close. 10,000 may fall at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh my dwelling. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a person. I don't care if it's a personal attack. I don't care if it's a disease. I don't care what the news is talking about. I don't care what it is, what form, because the Bible I read, it tells me no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. Didn't say it wouldn't form. It just said that it wouldn't prosper. So I hold on to that word. And so I want to share a few scripture verses with you dealing with words and hopefully you know, this is just a seed I'm planting. I don't have a lot of time, but I'm trying to plant some seeds that maybe some someone else will come along and water, as the Bible says, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. I don't want you to fear. I did an episode on fear. That was the first episode. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to have to stay awake at night, pacing the floor, speaking negativity or wondering. You know, some people constantly say, well, what is going to happen next? Well, stop asking that because when you do, it must come to pass. Something else is going to happen. But let's look at what the author of scripture has to say about words and how we should use them. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, and that can be anybody, nobody's name is there, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that reminds me of Genesis, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, and it happened. He had complete and perfect faith in his ability, as Hebrew says, to call things that be not as though they were. And he has given us this same creative power. It says, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall 
have whatever he saith. Mark 11 and 23. That's good or bad. You're going to have what you say. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, just a seed, ye might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. Luke 17 and six. Now I grew up in the, you know, the Kojic movement and we got a lot of that word of faith. They call it today. Back then it was the name it and claim it. Some people jokingly say blab it and grab it. And we were only taught, and I, I wish I had time to go really in this. We were only taught back then the part about speaking and claiming promises. And a lot of the stuff wasn't even scriptural. You know, one pastor would tell us, take your bills and rip them up, dance over them. And, you know, know that you dancing on a devil's head. And it's like, okay, I came to know as I got older, you could rip those bills up all you want. They're just going to keep coming because they have to be paid. You're teaching people to go out and run up debt and speak that God, God is a God of order. I can't even go into that, but that is not what he's saying. But the, the, the key to it is you have to really believe it in your heart. I can't just speak, uh, nothing will come nigh my dwelling. And if I don't believe it, there's no power backing that. I have to truly believe that God is who he says he is. And that if he said this in his word, this is a promise to me. And as long as I'm doing my part, because as I shared in the other episode, the beginning of Psalm 91 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. So you have to abide in him. You have to abide in his word. You can't just come visit God when you want to, you can't just come. Some people just wanted to visit them in church on Sunday. I like to know what some people are doing now that the close, you know, the closing of the churches, it puts a different spin on religion, you know, but that's another topic. Um, so you have to actually believe it. Mark four and 39 says, and he arose and is talking about Jesus here and rebuked the wind and said, Okay, so we have a verse that says God said, and now Jesus is saying, and Jesus is saying in another instant, he said unto the sea, look at this, he's speaking to water. Well, who made the water? Who created the water? You go back to Genesis one in the creation story. We're not even going to talk about evolution. I don't even get into any of that. The Bible says, and God created and God said, so I believe the, the word Isaiah says, whose report will you believe? Well, I chose to believe the God of the Bible. He created the water. The, the Bible says he divided the firmament. He, he even divided the waters and he made some dry land and, and, and he made the heavens read the creation story in Genesis one, and then you'll get to see. But so Jesus demonstrated authority even over the waters. And he said, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. His disciples were so amazed, but he was trying to show them that you actually possess the same power and authority if you would just walk in it. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. 
so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That is found in Hebrews 11 and 3. The word of God. I'm reading to you out of the word of God. And this is the very substance, the very fabric that our world was framed. He spoke it into existence. And then when he created man, he gave man the same ability when he told Adam and Eve, by the way, that's a whole nother topic, man. So many good things I want to get into. Um, he created Adam first, but then when he created Eve, he said, the Bible says, and he gave them dominion over the fish of the sea, the following. He blessed them. It didn't say he blessed only Adam. He blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. We know the Bible says Eve was created for the purpose of a help me to help her husband. She wasn't just to help out with the food and the kitchen and the kids and all of that. She was to help in taking dominion and subduing things on this earth. Read it for yourself. Jesus said, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. You hear this all throughout the scripture. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the father said unto me, so I speak. John 12, 49 and 50. That always makes me question and wonder if Jesus, we're talking about Jesus, Jesus who came and died in our place. He's telling you in the word, I don't even speak my own words. I speak what the father said, what the father did. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. Why do so many people get the microphone? Why do so many people get in a pulpit and speak their own words? And I'm not talking about stuff. I'm not one of those people who will sit back and talk about stuff. I haven't experienced. I'm like, David, I haven't tested that armor yet. I haven't proved it. Saul, I'm not talking about, I mean, I have sat in hundreds, if not thousands of sermons in 49 years. I have listened to them on radio, on cassettes, in series, on just all over the place. I've heard tons of pastors. I've read tons of books and some of them I wish I had enough because it confused my faith a little bit. But my grandmother taught me what to do about that when she was alive. She said, oh, I rebuke that old devil. I rebuke that old sloop foot. Uh-uh, he ain't bringing no confusion in here. God is not the offer of confusion. She told me, you don't read anything without praying first. Ask the Holy Spirit to open and enlighten your eyes. Don't let that devil creep in. She said, then don't be taking everything from everybody either. She said that after I had an encounter with some Jehovah's Witnesses and read some of their materials, and it confused me about that very creation story that I was just speaking of, but... Oh, thank God for grandmothers, especially the ones back in the day. I had a, like Helen <laughs> Bella says, she said, I had a praying grandmother. Thank you, Jesus. I had a praying grandmother too. And she prayed for her entire family all the time. And I thank God that that mantle fell on me. 
And so, no, I didn't always speak the right things. And sometimes like Peter, I'm going to pause here because I see my time is running down. So I guess I'm going to have to do another part on this because it is an important topic, but sometimes we go through things and like Peter, you know, Peter gets a lot of flack for sinking. That's another deep story right there. But he only began to sink when he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started to focus on the storm. The, the Bible says the winds were boisterous. Well, Peter, you knew that they were like that when you said, Lord, bid me to come to you. If you, Jesus didn't call him. Hmm. Is that revelation? Not everybody out here preaching is called to preach. But anyway, that's another podcast. That's another book. Everybody is not called. But anyway, he volunteered himself to walk on that water. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. When he looked at the storm, he looked at the, the boisterous waves and the winds. He began to fear and he started to sink. And then he cried out. Thank God he had enough sense to cry out. Lord Jesus, save me. And then the Bible says, and Jesus reached out his arm and he grabbed him. So that lets me know that Jesus was nearby. Somebody needs to catch on to that today. I know it seems like God is so far and so distant. And I know in my life, Satan has tried to convince me so many times that God was no longer on the scene. I'm so glad to know that he's a liar and was from the beginning of time. So since I am now running out of time very quickly, I'm going to pick this up in another episode following this. So I hope you got something out of today. Remember, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Speak life, choose life, and you will have it. Be richly and abundantly blessed until we speak in a few minutes.